Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, preferably no children, it is NXT Revisited, and I am solo this week. Now, I am very used to doing things solo. I'm used to doing things one-handed as well, so let's get right into this thing. It's the second round of the Goldust Tag Team Classic, and we get the War Raiders narrating our opening segment. We see that Black O'Shea, the Creepy Uncles, the Forgettable Sons, and DIY remain. Now, before it had appeared as if we are going to have this or the the finals take place on NXT Takeover New York, as well as the championship match, and now it sounds like that may not be the case. So we'll see. Because at the, at the end of the show, they say, oh, the finals are in two weeks. Well, that definitely wouldn't put it at NXT TakeOver. So we'll see. Um, so of all the people in the opening theme song, Io Shirai is not one of them. I don't understand it. Uh, we hear Mustache Mountain's music start. The two big strong boys have some on some checkers this week. Someone has a stuffed pony in the crowd, which Trent Seven hawks its nose. NXT, a little weird. Creepy Uncle and Mushroom Mountain roll into the ring. Blake, Riker, and the other guy head to the ring. Off-brand Sons of Anarchy choose Blake to start off with Bader. This is one match I know we won't get a dueling chant for. Cutler in quickly and bait instantly on offense. Instead of letting Riker stand at ringside having non-flashbacks, shouldn't he be talking to a therapist or something? Seriously, get that guy some help. Trent Seven should be my hero, because we do have similar body structure, you know, tubby podcaster body, but, you know, him walking around in his undies just makes you think he has a woman handcuffed to his basement. Cutler hits a chop block, and since Seven is a face, he has a history of knee injuries. Cutler, who's supposed to be working on Seven's knee, drops his ass onto Seven's hip. Close enough. Only in wrestling can a crowd chant Big Strong Boys and it not be creepy. It's a little creepy, but not as creepy as it could be. Uh, I'm also convinced that Morrow has about 27 tabs open on his laptop, each to another superstar's Wikipedia page. Because he always seems to know exactly who they trained with and, you know, what moves they got taught. Either that or he's got, like, a live webcam into their training sessions. I don't know. Either way. Uh, uh, we get a figure four, which is then reversed. Uh, then Cutler gets a tag in. Cutler then tries to eat Seven's ass before a double clothesline takes both men down. Double tags as Bait and Blake get on the action. Bait picks up Cutler and Blake at the same time, and Bait does about three revolutions on an airplane spin. I do not know how that is, even kayfabe-wise, supposed to inflict any damage on either of these two guys. <sighs> a double hurricane runner, uh, but then he misses a standing shooting star press, but no sells his own miss before hitting another press on the outside before chucking ba Blake back in. Cutler breaks up the win and gets lazily sent outside. Bait tags in Seven, who is limping. That's a good one to tag in. Bait guillotines himself, and then off the rebound, hits a clothesline. Riker's able to save his team by grabbing the foot of Blake. Bait tags, but gets taken out by Riker. Then Cutler takes out Seven. A DDT sends a forgotable... For, yeah, sure, for the forgotten ones. To NXT TakeOver. Well, maybe not. <laughs> 
at least sends them to the finals. Again, I was very confused by this, because when they first announced it, it was that the finals were going to take place there, and then they would get a title shot, but I don't know. Percy says he knew that the, he knew that the Forgotten Seven would make it to the finals. It's only three of them. It's not the Nexus. Sleepy-eyed commentator catches a contact high as Matt Riddle mumbles his way through a promo before Adam Cole bye -bye, interrupts. Riddle says Cole is good, bro, but challenges Cole to a match. And then it gets a little homoerotic as Cole's like, yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah. And apparently Riddle would like that. So I guess we're going to have that. So which thrown together team will face whoever is in the finals? Black Rocher or Johnny and Tommy? But before that, we learned that we will see Io Shirai face off against the Yeastiest. A promo for WrestleMania is shown as Shayna Baszler arrives at the commentary booth. Well, this should be great. Io arrives as Shayna says that she is just another one of those from Japan. So, maybe racist? I don't know. Io Shirai wa watasi no inkai o kataku sauru. Bazer says one of these women is a nobody from Japan, and the other she has beaten, so she doesn't care who she faces. Uh, Shirai gets sent face-first into the steps. Don't do that. Like, please don't. And I want to look at that, Ms. Omar. Shirai almost falls during a springboard dropkick, but is able to land it. She hits the double knees in the corner, but Belair uses her hair as a whip. That's a DQ, Jessica. Get your shit together. Belair to the top rope, but Shirai hits a straight right. Shirai slaps Belair in the mouth, then hits a Frankensteiner. Io with her moonsault, but Belair gets her knees up. Belair then hits a spear, and Shayna leaves the announce table. She grabs Io out and locks in a sleeper on Belair. Now, she grabs Io out, the bell rings. That means Io Shirai wins. Just saying. Doesn't matter what she does after that, because the ref has called for the bell, and the only thing she has done to that point is attack Io Shirai. So I maintain Io Shirai handed Belair her third loss, second singles loss, uh, no loss because it's Belair's fucking mind. The bell gets called and Kairi Sane runs to the ring. She put, uh, gets put into a Karafuda immediately and takes a nap. Io is back in and she unloads on Baszler. She chucks her outside and then checks on Kyrie, which is dumb. Do not do that. You didn't do enough damage for her to run away. Baszler back in and locks in another Karafuda clutch. Baszler stands tall as Kyrie, Io, and Bianca all take a nap. The crowd chants boring. Boring? You think these four getting into a scuffle is boring? Fuck you all. This is a great way to set up a fatal four-way match. We cut to yet another recap of Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. That match is next week, so at least we won't get that same exact cutaway again for three weeks in a row. Sleepy Cleavage arrives to talk to Shayna. She says there is not a single woman who deserves a title shot. Sleepy Face then says she just got word from Mr. Regal. Like, just now you got word from... Like, telekinesis got word from Mr. Regal? Or, like, you, like peeked down at your phone and saw that he tweeted, because he apparently sets up matches that way. At NXT TakeOver in June, New York, Baszler will defend against Kairi Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair in a fatal four-way match. Baszler is pissed. The one and only Ricochet arrives. So if this is all for a title match, why is there a trophy? 
Is that just like the consolation prize if the War Raiders retain? Yeah, you lost your your tag team match, but you get a trophy. <sighs> Does anyone know what the backwards talk in Alistair's music says? Is it telling me to murder the president? Because I kind of want to do that now. Wait, can I talk backwards too? Hey, check that out! I can! Uh, oh shit, there's a match going on. Uh, anyway, Champ and Gagan arrive with matching shirts and tights. Since these are not new shirts, I wonder what's going to happen. Alistair Black takes on Champa first. Champ and Gagano even have their beautiful matching trunks and their awesome music and everything like that. It's such a such a great feeling. It's definitely not going to end tonight. That definitely is not something that's going to happen. After a quick exchange, Ricochet gets tagged in. He eats a boot while Johnny gets in. Dueling chance piss me off as Johnny and Rick do some flippy reversals. It's actually a really cool segment. This is definitely a match you should go back and watch because these four guys, they can just go. Uh, Champa saves Gargano from a two-page suicidal, and Black and Ricochet both take a seat. By the way, the ref's not counting. Johnny and Champa have been out of the ring for uh, at least 20 minutes at this point. <sighs> Johnny eats... No. No, Ricochet gets... It's, it's a spear. Or did it... It was really confusing who actually got hit with what. Uh, Gargano and Champa pull Ricochet apart by his testicle seam, and Champa taunts Black. Garpa are working this match like a heel team, keeping Ricochet in the match and making quick tags in and out. A couple of kicks and Johnny attempts his DDT, but Ricochet blocks it before he eats a lariat. Ricochet is able to get his neckbreaker on Champa and a er, that weird neckbreaker DDT combo where he throws somebody into the other person and they grab him like it's a DDT, and then hits a neckbreaker, so it causes that guy to DDT his partner. It's a cool move, but kind of nonsensical. Why wouldn't Champa just let go? Uh, Black finally in, and Black takes both DIY members out. Gargano tries for the spear, but Black, geez, Black kicks him out of the air. Champa breaks up the pin and sends Ricochet outside before Black sends him outside and almost lands on Ricochet. Champa gets in, and we get an attempt at a meet in the middle, but Ricochet pulls Johnny out as Black pulls his stick out. Champa hits a face buster, and Johnny hits his DDT. Gargano locks in the Gargano escape, and Champa stops Ricochet from helping and locks in an armbar. Ricochet is able to stand up, and he drops Champa onto Gargano. And Gargano apparently hurt his knee, because when you land Champa's neck onto another guy's knee, it's Gargano's knee that would be hurt, not Champa, who now has to miss fucking 47 months. Ricochet tags in, and he and Champa exchange blows. Uh... Something happened to the audio on this episode at this point. Like, as soon as they showed Johnny on the outside, it, like, sounded like somebody dropped something, and it got real kind of echoey, and then it got real low. Eventually, it fixes itself. Gargano tries to climb up and tag in, but he can't make it. Black tags in and hits the Black Mass. Ricochet tags in and hits the 630 Splash for the win. Blackochet, the Forgotten Sons. In two weeks, apparently. They celebrate for a while before Candice LeRae arrives, and Champa heads over to check on Johnny. Champa picks up Johnny, and they begin to walk to the back. Johnny falls at the top of the ramp. Somebody in the audience says, Leave him, Champa. Which I enjoyed. Champa picks him up again, and Johnny stops Champa from attacking him. Johnny then throws Champa into the sign and hits a super kick as Candice laughs. Now, I'm not going to pretend that this wasn't 
a badass moment. Okay, it was. It was really cool. I have one insignificant little gripe. Champa should not have attempted to turn on Johnny first. And that's what it looked like. Now, maybe because, like, Johnny stops and look at Champa was throwing him. And I don't know if it was that, like, what was going on there. But to me, it almost looked like Champa was going to throw him into the sign. And then Johnny instead throws him into, into the sign. So, I don't know if that was what they were planning. It seems to me that it was definitely supposed to be that just Johnny stopped walking. But the fact that, like, Champa kind of was still holding on to him, I don't know. It That was the only thing that looked a little bit odd to me. But yeah, so essentially Johnny fucking faked the whole thing, cost Champa the match. The only thing is, there was numerous points during this match that Champa could have won. And it was just because of the other guy in the in the match, you know, breaking it up. And definitely when Johnny was hurt and, and Champa was going by himself, he almost hits the, the fairy tale ending for the win. So this whole plan might have not worked out very well if, you know, you go that way. But anyways, like I said, really cool moments. You know, great to see Johnny essentially turn face here, even though he never really turned heel. Like I said, they were kind of working the match like he was a heel, but you know but that was my only thing was just that that little thing i was like i'm like wait is is champa trying to throw him into the fucking sign but i i don't think that was the case of it i mean someone will tell me i'm fucking stupid and and it, it was it was completely obvious that it was johnny stopping and champa not realizing he was going to stop but whatever so yeah so we set this whole thing up for Dickall because uh, John, you know, Champa's injured. So that sucks. Um, we did find out um, what is going to happen at the tapings. So I think it's two, two weeks, three weeks. I think it's two weeks that uh, uh, when we'll start seeing the uh, the new tapings that they just did and exactly what's going on uh, with the NXT Championship. We do know that uh, Johnny Gargano will be there. Um, not sure yet if he's booked for Mania or not. He kind of hasn't been showing up on TV, so maybe they're going to halt it, but we'll see. Um, otherwise, you know, the Fatal Farway with Baszler was, is a nice idea because you can keep Baszler strong by having Io, Kyrie, or anybody but Bianca Belair um, getting a pinfall on one of the other people. So... With that, Adam Cole against Matt Riddle, both both guys are kind of in that same situation right now where they're just sort of doing matches just to stay on TV. Um, we know that Matt Riddle is maybe setting something up with Velveteen Dream, so I'll be interested to see that. Um, the Forgotten Sons... I don't know what else you'd do at this point with them, because they're they're clearly not over. They're not over as heels, even. Like, they have a little bit of X-Pac heat to them um, because they're kind of a nothing team. And I, I know that they're pretty much the only team you've got left that are heels. Um, but I would I would have much rather seen um, the European Union take on Blackashay in the finals than the Forgotten Sons because it's clear that you're probably going to do... Uh, uh, heel versus face War Raiders, and that means that Forgotten Sons are getting a title match, and I don't know that I want to see them at all wrestle again. 
Jackson Riker should just be a singles guy. And please, please, get some help.